They made it about 10 miles from home before they got a flat tire while crossing the Glengarry Bridge over the Big Manistee River in Meester. Beaver? <laughs> the Manistee River? I was very concerned with how I was going to pronounce my next word. <laughs> I like it, though. Welcome to So Dead, a podcast where we want you to love Michigan, but also be terrified of it at the same time. I'm Jen Carpenter. And I'm Danny Fairman. Happy True Crime Tuesday. And happy Taco Tuesday, Deadhead. So, summer's almost over. <laughs> My son starts school this week. Like, it, it's done so. Did you take any cool trips? Mine starts tomorrow. Oh she starts God. kindergarten oh tomorrow. Oh my God, how exciting. Is Mine's it? starting his junior year, so I'm almost done. Yeah, you're like finishing up and I'm just Just starting. starting. Oh my gosh. I'm like so sad. I Are want her you? home with me every day. Aww. I remember that. I'm not home every day, but I want her home <laughs> with me every day. When my oldest started kindergarten, his brother was a year old. And so we were home together every day. And it was so sad having mm-hmm. him not there with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they both don't. They don't want to acknowledge that I exist unless they're hungry. Isn't (laughs) that the way of it? (laughs) Sounds right. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, there is time for some people to get like one little last road trip in before Mm -hmm. September. So if you're going to do that, guys, why not visit one of Northern Michigan's shiniest gems, Traverse City? It's a good place to go. Have you been? Oh, yeah. We used to go all the time when the really? boys were little. Um, their aunt and uncle lived there. And the Great Wolf Lodge was new the first oh. couple times we went. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, this particular Great Wolf Lodge has a buffalo ranch. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, it is cool to see the buffaloes. However... Oh, are there like... Oh, it's like for real. Yes. Like okay, real that's buffaloes. Cool. You can go stand at a fence and watch buffalo. I don't know if they're, I mean, this was years ago, but mm-hmm. um, you could sit on your balcony overlooking Ooh. the buffalo ranch. Does it smell? No. Oh, okay. But you could get room service and order a buffalo burger. Uh, like, could some, you get buffalo wings? <laughs> that are not made from with, buffalo at all? With buffalo sauce? No. I didn't get any room service. That weird. place was expensive. I just thought that was such a weird that. thing. Mm-hmm. Have but you been? I've been to Traverse City. Mm-hmm. I've not been to the Buffalo Ranch. You'll have to check it um, out sometime. I went one year, I think it was like 19, 18 or 19, I went with a boyfriend. It was not Dave. No. We went for the Cherry Festival. How dare you? I know. There was so much going on at the time because we went during the Cherry Festival. So a little and, overwhelming, maybe. And mind you, this was like almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So things have definitely changed. The resources we have now were different then. We were young kids just going for a road trip, a chance to get away from our parents and stay in a hotel. Like, okay. It was a dumb thing. Yeah. And... Like, we went mini golfing and stuff like that. Now, like, as I'm an adult and I know what to go look for there, I want to plan a trip. So why don't you tell us about some of the things you can go look for there? Okay. So Traverse City is located in the northern part of the lower peninsula of Michigan. So the people that live there are still called trolls. 
by the people Still in the trolls. UP. Still trolls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 250 miles north of Detroit. And so if you're looking at your hand, it's about the top of the ring finger okay. on the mitten. Gotcha. Um, it was listed as the number two travel destination in the U.S. by TripAdvisor in 2010 yeah. and 2014. Because it's gorgeous. Yeah. It was also listed as a top place to retire in the U.S. I, oh, I would retire there in a heartbeat. For sure. Well, even for the, in the summer. summer, it's not even that. Summer, I don't want to spend my winters there. I wouldn't care. My winters, I don't want to spend here at all. I want to go to Florida. I don't. If I'm, I'm a here weird in the person. winter, I can lock myself in the house and work on my writing and my podcasting. I don't care. Sure. It's like a. It's like The Shining. It's like an excuse to shut yourself in up there in the winter. I can That's handle fair. it. I could dig okay. it. Good for you. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but good morning, America voted it number one place in America for prettiest views. Oh, it is yeah, gorgeous it is. up it's there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Lots of vineyards and things. Um, with the beaches it offers and the home of Sleeping Bear Dunes, I'm not surprised it has rave reviews. No, I not love it. It's a great place. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a long time, but I haven't either. I want to. After we were researching it, I'm like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> um. Traverse City is known for the Cherry Festival, which is held the first week of July every year. They're the number one producer of sweet cherries in the U.S. Whoa. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I don't really like cherries, but that's <gasps> I love cherry cherries. on. I love cherries. I When I did go there, we ate a ton of cherries and beef jerky. <laughs> did your stomach hurt so bad? Oh, my God. I got so sick. <laughs> so sick. But it was so good. Um. Traverse City also hosts the annual Traverse City Film Festival, which was founded by filmmaker Michael Moore. And he made the film Bowling for Columbine. And a lot of other controversial Mm -hmm. movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a cousin whose name is Michael Moore. This is not him. Oh. It's the famous one who founded the film festival. (laughs) That'd be cool if your cousin founded a film festival, though. That would be cool. That'd be awesome for Dave. Dave will find. He will found a film. How do you say that? Found. You will found a film festival. That's not right. Start. Dave's looking at me. He's like, I will be too busy making films. Yeah. We'll start the film festival there you for go. Dave's films. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't know anything about it. Will we film. find it or found it? We'll start it. Okay. <laughs> there are many hotels and restaurants, and it is a tourist destination for everyone. Everyone. So this is a great place for trolls to go up north to. <laughs> Traverse City is not just for tourists, though. Hold on, though. I've got something funny for you. Oh, okay. So they're still trolls, which is what people in the UP call us lower Michigan folk. Peninsula. But do you know what Traverse City folk call tourists like you and I? Oh, no. What? Budgies. Budgies? Fudgies. Oh, fudgies? Because we go there and buy fudge. fudge. (laughs) That's funny. I'll own that. That's way better than I being call, called a troll. Go ahead, because right? you can make fun of me all you want. I'm walking out of there with some delicious fudge. Yeah, I mean, I'll contribute to their economy by buying all their fudge. There I'm okay go. with that. So Traverse City is not just for tourists, though. Many people call it home and reside there year-round. The average home with three bedroom and two bathrooms around 2,000 square feet costs about $300,000. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, here, that's a pretty nice home. Yeah. There is also high-end luxury living with brand new condos on the bay. 
with Ooh. two bedrooms and two bathrooms starting at $1.5 million. Oh, my God. Yeah. That better be a hell of a view. Right? So every listing I looked at online was absolutely gorgeous. I believe it. it yeah, just beautiful. The homes that were on the low end and older, um, they were charming, cute. All the newer homes were sleek. Um, usually you can see some homes that haven't been maintained well, like when you're looking at yeah. listings online, but this was not like that. It was obvious that homeowners in town all take pride in where they live. Very cool. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see that as, you know, I look around and I got to mow my lawn. <laughs> I got to vacuum. I got to do some dishes. is tough, man. It's hard work. Um... Traverse City also has common elements that you would see in any city. It has car dealerships and fast food restaurants and a hospital. A hospital. It is also home to the Traverse City State Hospital, which was previously known as the Northern Michigan Asylum. I love asylums. And Traverse City Regional Psychiatric Hospital. I like asylum better. Me too. When it first opened its doors in 1885, the asylum was under the supervision on Dr. James Decker Munson. Okay. Um, He believed in the beauty is therapy philosophy, where all patients are treated with kindness. There were always fresh flowers decorating the halls and straitjackets. No, they were they're forbidden. Not allowed. So it was kind of like a cutting edge. It wasn't mm-hmm. what you would picture an asylum to be. Right. Not like like back in the day what we have in our head of what asylums are. Is where I don't like know. That might almost be scarier. And- because I feel like the really good scary movies start with the asylum where <laughs> everything's shiny and pretty and everybody's right. nice. And then you right. find out at night like the shit goes down. Right. So I'm They're still really not, not convinced. Nice. They don't have me. They have not sold me. Okay. They also believed in the work is therapy philosophy and started a farm on the property. Oh. The hospital became self-sufficient. Okay. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the patients would raise pigs. Mm. To devour the bodies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to devour the bodies. Nice. Can their own fruit and grow their own veggies. They also had a world champion milking cow <laughs> named Travers Calantha Walker. What kind of name? And Travers's grave can still be found on the property. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. Maybe that should be the name of the Marta's twin sister that I posted a couple Marta's weeks back. Marta's twin sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After the retirement and death of Dr. Munson, the hospital was operated by the state in the 1950s. Changes in law and mental health care mental health care, caused a decline in the property. Many buildings on the property were demolished over years. Parts of the land were sold off and doors finally closed in 1989. So in our lifetime, like this isn't yeah. like... I think the last time I was up there, it was... Like shuttered and abandoned, and one okay. of those like, ooh, wish we could go by here, but the cops will get you type of place. <laughs> right, right. Um, in two thousand, redevelopment of what was left of the Traverse City Asylum began, and the properties are now commercial and residential rentals. Fancy, yeah. 
Some of that commercial property is called the Village at Grand Traverse Common. Okay. They hold farmer's markets, game nights, and tours. Fun. Wait, tours? Yes. Tell tours. me about those. They're walking tours. Okay. That's so. a strike. But it's not like you're walking through a city. It's one property. Right. So, I mean, it's I guess. It's a big property. What kind of other tour? You could do like golf golf cart tours. That'd be Segway cool. tours. That'd be cool. Yeah. But, I, I mean, otherwise, a walking tour is kind of all you got. Okay. So, these might be walking tours that even I would be willing to do. <laughs> um, you can do a guided walking tour through some of the old buildings yes. that have not been restored. You learn about the history of the building and what they were used for. And you even get to tour the old steam tunnel that was built in 1883. I've seen so many pictures that people have posted of that creepy ass I know, tunnel. So cool. I want to go me in, in it someday. That tunnel I would go in. I would too. Um, there are night tours called the Twilight Tours. It's basically the same tour as the day, except... It's at twilight. It's at night. <laughs> it's at twilight. Um, former employees will tell you about the spirits that live in some of the cottages on the property. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm on it. Yeah, this wouldn't have been a fun story unless I threw a little ghost story <laughs> for you. Um, the tour centers around Building 50 which is the main hospital and spans over a quarter mile. Wow. Visitors say they see shadows of children playing in the halls and rooms. They disappear as fast as they appear. In one of the shops, employees claim to see the ghosts of a woman wearing contemporary clothing. She walks up to the register but then disappears when the employee gets like goes to greet her at the register. Weird. That would scare me. Yeah. One of the most haunted places is referred to as the hippie tree. Why would a hippie tree be haunted? That sounds like a happy yeah. place. It was struck by lightning and broke into three pieces. Trees still on the property and artists decorate it with graffiti and paintings. Oh, that's why they call it the hippie mm-hmm. tree. So legend has it that two boys were found murdered under the tree. <gasps> and that if you walk in a certain pattern around the tree, you'll open up the portal to portal to hell well that is dramatic yeah this should not be the hippie tree it should be something else (laughs) the hell tree the devil tree but nobody knows what that pattern is nobody so you could know of accidentally open up this portal stay away from that tree please. i'm like uh i'd like to go up and take these tours but i don't want to go by the tree (laughs) (laughs) so next time you go up north consider traverse city yeah it has many traditional tourist attractions as well as attractions for people like us. Weirdos. Weirdos. That All like right. a ghost tour. <laughs> so, like I said, talk about how great the state hospital was all you want. I ain't buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very hard to find evidence of the horrors that locals said went on inside the asylum when it was in operation. Uh, I was able to dig up one little story, though, involving a couple of the hospital's employees, Nurse Ruth Madison and her piece of shit husband, Alfred. So, Ruth and Al? Ruth and Al. Okay. But before I can get into the story of the River Mystery Slayer, which... Stop. Is this what they're called? Yes. Can I just say that's a horrible name for a killer? That's confusing. I don't even know what that means. The River River Mystery Mystery Slayer. Mystery Slayer. What's... They just... In the 20s, they really wanted names for their murderers. 
So he left people at the river, but it was a mystery how they get there, but he slayed them. See, it's confusing. I think it's a silly name. It is a silly Anyway, before we get into that part of it, I do need to tell you about the wild life and times of Alfred Weiss Madison. Alfred Weiss was born in Buckley, Michigan in 1900. Buckley is a small town about 20 miles south of Traverse City, so still way up north to us. His parents divorced when he was young. His mother remarried, and his stepfather, Andrew Madison, who owned the local hotel in Buckley, adopted him. So he changed his name to Alfred Madison, but after he became a piece of shit that nobody wanted to be associated (laughs) with, his name was changed back to Alfred Weiss. In 1918, when Alfred was 18, he married his sweetheart, Margaret Krupp, in Grand Haven. The young couple lived together in Grand Haven and had two children, which Grand Haven is another beach town, Mm -hmm. um, more West Coast kind of, I would say, maybe midpoint. If if you're Mm -hmm. traveling up the West Coast, maybe midpoint between like Lansing and Traverse City. Yeah. Um, So the two of them had two children very quickly because on July 5th, 1920, less than two years after they were married, Alfred abandoned his little family and hit the road. He wound up in Redfield, South Dakota, where he got a job as a cook at a local restaurant. There, he met 20-year-old Ruth Luger, who was a cashier at the restaurant. Ruth grew up in Ballatin, Minnesota, where her father once served as police chief. The two quickly fell in love and got married just three weeks after they met, on September 28, 1920. Was it a legal marriage? We'll get to that. Hmm. Because if you're keeping track, this is less than two months after Alfred abandoned his first wife and their kids. So this dude is 20 years old, and he's been married twice and has two kids. He's a player. He's something. Alfred and Ruth moved to Omaha, Nebraska, where they got another job together in a restaurant. Why? Why do you want to work and live with your spouse? Turns into Kip's tacos. Oh, my God. It's just not a good plan. Um, But Ruth soon found married life to be bitter and unhappy, according to her mother. So she left Alfred and moved to St. Paul, Minnesota to look for work. Which I've read some articles that say, you know, she went home to Minnesota. But St. Paul is about 200 miles from her hometown of Balaton. So she didn't really go home. She just Mm -hmm. went back to the state she was from. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had a hard time finding a job in St. Paul. And she wound up living at the Salvation Army. Somehow, Alfred was able to track her down. And he took her back to Omaha, where she got a job working in a daycare. He just took her back. He convinced her to go back with him. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) He was a sweet talker, that one. Had to be. He was a player. (laughs) Had to be. Um, So eventually the young couple moved to Michigan, back to Alfred's hometown of Buckley. They got jobs together, (laughs) again, at the Northern Michigan Asylum, a.k.a. the Traverse City State Hospital. Stop. I'm not sure what Alfred did there, but all of his other jobs, he was a cook in a restaurant, so I would imagine he probably worked in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Ruth was actually a nurse at the hospital. On July 24th, 1924, Alfred and Ruth went on what was supposed to be a short vacation together. They made it about 10 miles from home before they got a flat tire while crossing the Glengarry Bridge over the Big Manistee River in Mesick. 
Alfred got out to fix the tire, and while he was working, he and Ruth got into an argument over money. What happened next, you could kind of frame it two different ways. Uh, You could say that he did it like it was nothing, or that he acted without thinking. Um, But either way, he took the hammer he was using to fix the tire and bashed Ruth in the head with it. Of course he did. Not a single article clarified whether he hit her once in the exact right spot to kill her instantly, a la the mom in Simon Birch that gets hit with the baseball Mm -hmm. and just... uh, Or if he repeatedly hit her with the hammer until until she was dead. Um, So not sure whether it was like a one-off or like a a full-on beating. Um, Either way, he killed her and tossed her body over the side of the bridge into the Big Manistee River. It didn't take him long to come up with a cover story. It didn't work, uh, but it did buy him a couple extra months of freedom, which was enough time for him to find and marry his third wife. (laughs) (laughs) So Alfred told people that Ruth had left him. She took the last $150 they had to their names and took off on him like she'd done a couple years prior when she ran away to Minnesota. He said he'd already gone looking for her once and wasn't going to do it a second time. He didn't report her missing, and he didn't tell their co-workers because he was worried about them making fun of him because he kept losing his wife. <laughs> um, but on October 11th of 1924, so not three months later, two right. and a half months later, it all begins to unravel. The badly decomposed body of an unidentified woman was found floating in the Big Aww. Manistee River near Buckley. Alfred Madison said he'd been alerted to the discovery by his parents, who sent him news clippings. So he traveled from Traverse City, where he'd been staying since Ruth, quote-unquote, left him, Mm -hmm. uh, to Cadillac, Michigan, where the body was being held. So for those of you that aren't familiar with up north in Michigan, these are all very small vacation towns Mm -hmm. within pretty close vicinity to one another. So this is really just the same general area, just lots of little towns with different names. So Alfred arrived in Cadillac and put his carefully planned story into motion. He'd had nearly three months to decide what he would do if Ruth's body ever turned up. Playing the distraught husband perfectly, he told authorities that he believed the body they found in the river might belong to his missing wife. He positively ID'd her by her clothing. He explained that he hadn't reported her missing because she'd left him before. And he even offered a suspect, a man by the name of George Gray Bosley. George Gray is all one word. Stop. At first I thought it was misspelled Gregory, but the more articles I found, his name was George Gray. The next dog we get is going to be named George Gray. George Gray. It's a good name. I like it. I maybe call it Gigi. Gigi. George Gray Bosley worked for the Detroit Portrait Company in, you'll never guess where. Ionia? Detroit. It's called the Detroit Portrait Company. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. You weren't even listening to me. (laughs) No, I was still thinking of George George Gray. Gray. (laughs) Okay, say the sentence again and then ask me again. George Gray Bosley worked for the Detroit Portrait Company in... Detroit. Detroit. (laughs) You got it now? (laughs) He traveled around Michigan selling large prints of the company's work. According to news reports, the... Male vamp? I have no idea what that means, but I'm going to look it up and I'm going to start using it all the time. Mm -hmm. He was a male vamp, they said. Like a salesman. Vamp? 
I think so. I don't know. I guess I probably should have I mean, he sold up. their prints. I've seen some I of think, their prints. I thought vamp is like, you're like, well, first vampire, but like a scoundrel, <laughs> like a, I don't know. I don't know what it means. Are you looking at But up, I Dave? like it. Um, so they, he was quoted in the paper. It said that he left a string of feminine broken hearts throughout this county. Uh, <laughs> he was a player. For sure. So during the month of August, he'd been camping along the Big Manistee River, reportedly with a woman who'd been seen with him as recently as August 15th. So this is almost a month after Ruth went missing. Uh, when witnesses were shown a photo of Ruth Madison, many of them confirmed that she was the lucky woman who'd been traveling with George Gray. It's not true. So George Gray was arrested on suspicion of murder at the Cadillac Hotel. Not GG. Yeah. Both George Gray and Alfred Madison were questioned repeatedly about the murder of 24-year-old Ruth Madison. It became clear to police pretty quickly who was telling the truth and who wasn't. And it was not Ruth's grieving husband. On October 24th, 1924, George Gray Bosley was released from custody to return to his life of vamping and breaking feminine hearts. Because he was a player. (laughs) And 24-year-old Alfred Madison was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. When police searched the room Alfred had been staying in in Traverse City, they found evidence of further illegal activity. (laughs) Namely, the fact that he was a bigamist. Documentation he kept in a trunk showed that he and Ruth were married in September 1920, but that he and his first wife, Margaret, weren't legally divorced until February of 1923. (gasps) Police also said that they found that Alfred attracted women to him was how they put it as I, was, kept, I have been right this whole right time this whole time he had a cache of autographed photos from beautiful young women <gasps> in michigan iowa the dakotas and minnesota <gasps> so he'd be one of those internet creeps today for sure you know plenty of fishing it up all over the place uh-huh, gross. while his wife's making dinner and taking care of the kids those men Stupid are fuckers fuck anyway Alfred Madison pleaded guilty to first-degree murder, despite his family's desire to hire an attorney Hmm. and mount an insanity defense. How perfect would that have been for him to end up back in the Traverse City Asylum? That would have been Only as a patient. Yeah. But he said that he just wanted to have it over with, so he pleaded guilty. He was sentenced to life at the Marquette Prison in the Upper Peninsula on November 11, 1924. His first wife, now remarried, and the mother of his two children showed up to the hearing as well. She showed no emotion when the sentence was read. And, it was said, neither did Alfred. Wow. So this is, uh, he worked there. Right. You know, he worked there at the asylum. His poor wife worked there at the asylum. I'm telling you. They were taking a vacation from the asylum. As many flowers as you want to plant. There was some shady shit going Mm -hmm. on in that asylum. That's nuts. Yeah. Literally. Okay. Is it time for file dump? I think we should. Okay. Um, So we're in the back to school mode. Okay. We are. For Mm -hmm. sure. You start tomorrow. We start next week. (sighs) Summer's over. Um, What is your most embarrassing story from school? It's horrible and I don't want to tell you. You're going (laughs) to tell me. So it was, it still haunts me, which is so funny. I'm totally going to laugh, aren't I? 
I mean, it's not probably. It's just so so mortifying. But okay, it's not mine is too. So it's okay. funny, funny, but it's mortifying. Mm-hmm. And you know that I'm the only person on the planet that remembers it. But right, it still was. Did horrible. you poop in the pool? I didn't. No, no. Poop. That kid should be embarrassed. That's disgusting. It is. Okay, so it was my senior year. It was senior awards day in the auditorium. And I didn't really start doing well in school until the very end, not because I couldn't, just because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So by my senior year, I was co-editor of the school paper. I was getting good grades, um, got a couple scholarships here and there. But the only thing that I really expected to be like called up on stage for was the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting next to the other co-editor, which she had started out the year as the editor of the paper. I started out the year as um, just a staff writer, oh, maybe okay. maybe the editor of a section. I can't really remember. Mm-hmm. But within a few months, took on that role, role, and it was the two of us together. We're both the editors. And um, so we were sitting together. The ceremony was long and stupid and boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the microphone went out halfway through it. So then the teachers are like shouting And you can't hear them. The auditorium was humongous. (laughs) This is a big high school. Right. Hundreds of kids. Um, So when we see the newspaper (laughs) uh, advisor, who was just a big putz, this guy, Mm -hmm. come up on the stage, um, you know, no one could hear what he was saying. But she's like, all right, come on, let's go. So we were kind of in the middle of an aisle. So we each went separate ways and came up separate aisles and came up on the stage to him from two separate an- angles. Mm-hmm. And again, there's probably, I mean, we were a big school at the time. I think there was like 300 kids maybe. Mm-hmm. And he gave Kate her award and then turned around and went back to his seat while I was just standing on the stage because he was so uninvolved with the paper that he kind of forgot that we were co-editors at that point. Oh, my god! And he didn't see me because I came up in the opposite direction. So he sits down. I'm just standing by myself on the stage in front of, like, 300 people. Kate is looking at me like, oh, my God. I know Kate. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. And then... He some one of the teachers like got his attention and told him to turn around. So he turns around, sees me, gets this like super dumb look, dumb look on his face. Comes oh over, he's like, "I'm so sorry, I, I, I," and like stuttering, and I'm like trying not to cry, right? Yeah, it was so embarrassing. embarrassing. And then I just walked off the stage and left school for the day, which that I would have done that. Anyways. And nobody probably even knew what was happening. No, that's the thing is, I think maybe two people were paying attention. Right. The teachers, all the other teachers on the stage, for sure, were watching. And it was like so mortifying. How do but, you do that? You got to be more self-aware as a teacher. So stupid. Can hurt people's um, and then feelings. a couple of weeks after graduation, I got just a random $200 check in the mail from him. I was well, like, I'm, I'd take you know, that over I sure did award. cash it, but that didn't take away <laughs> that moment. Right. Clearly, because I still think about it, and it was so That's cringy. a good one. Tell me yours. I'm not laughing. You're right. I didn't <laughs> laugh. Mine's really embarrassing. I was in sixth grade. Okay. So that would have made me 11. Yes. And I had just started to become a woman. It was your time of the month. Yeah, 
And, you know, when you're 11, you don't know all the what you're supposed to do's and stuff. Yes. And I had an accident at school and I didn't know. Oh, no. And I walked around with it all over my pants. <gasps> oh, no. It was the last hour of the day. And nobody told you? Mm-mm. Well, it was the last hour of the day. So I, like, went to my locker and then I walked home. Uh-huh. But, like, the people I walked home with never even told me. Oh, no. Uh-huh. So that was pretty sad. So now, like, I'm super self-conscious about it. Right. That. It's scary. Those <laughs> things that's, are tricky. Like, at that age, yeah. kids are looking for a reason to make fun of did somebody. Did they make fun of you? Like, did people Nobody know? Nobody ever. Oh, good. Maybe it, like, didn't happen until on the way home or something. Yeah. I don't know. But in my head, like, worst case scenario, it happened in the middle of the day. You know, yeah. Even though that's not true, because yeah. I'd gone to the I bathroom, mean, least, but yeah, because people would have made fun of you. For yeah, sure if they had seen. I had like it, so. the coolest stain-washed jeans, and, and they, they got were ruined. ruined. Ugh, that's the worst. Stonewashed jeans. Did I say stain-washed? I don't know what you said. I heard stone-washed. So stone-washed, and I just took Cecilia um, school clothes shopping. Mm-hmm. She had to have stone-washed jeans. Oh my gosh! Okay. And all I kept thinking about was that story. Well, she is years off. She's from years that. from that. Thank the heavens. But yeah, that uh-huh. was my embarrassing. Well, story. neither one of those was funny. They were just no. sad. That's why they're embarrassing. Tell Actually, us your guys' embarrassing. Did stories. you poop in the pool? Why do you want people pooping in pools? Did you ever have somebody poop in the no. pool? No, we did. Gross. It was so bogue. That is nasty. You said bogue. <laughs> it was bogue. There's no other word for it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at So Dead Podcast. You can find us online at SoDeadPodcast.com and email us your feedback and story ideas to SoDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and shine. You magnificent what the fucks. <laughs>